Welcome to Haunted Hospitality, Southern Stories Told by Spooky Gingers. I'm Robin. And I'm Zoe. And I have a story for you guys today. But first, Robin, how is life? Life is good. What was I going to say? I forget. I don't know. I really want to read haunted books. I don't know if haunted is the right word. Mm-hmm. Horror books. And I found like a great Twitter thread that was going through like horror books that aren't Shirley Jackson <laughs> or Stephen King. So I, I'm excited to explore that list. I don't have any ones from the list to illustrate my point, but it's there, guys. I do have a book on this bookshelf that's across, on the other side of this wall um, that I bought. It's something about like when the lights go home. I forget what it's called. It is a horror book and I have not read it yet, but it's on my to be read shelf. So very nice. Mm-hmm. I am so behind on reading <laughs> and just in general as a concept. I looked on my like good reads lately just to see what I have up there. And I realized, oh, I, I have not read like in general in a long time or like much in a long time. So now I'm trying to like see if I can do a one a week kind of thing and just kind of get myself into that mode. I either read a whole bunch or I read nothing. Mm-hmm. I probably need to get a more regular relationship with reading. I'm the same way. I have the Jeanette McCurdy book up here. I'm glad my mom died. Kari got it for me. It finally came in. Cool. Tell me how it is. I will. And I'll let you borrow it, too. <laughs> yeah. But um, nice. so we house your life. Oh, it's good. So, Robin, we're pre-recording these episodes. As you know, our audience may know. I don't know. I feel like we allude to it. Um, so <laughs> right, like, now, talking about? <laughs> right now it is September 25th. And this episode comes out October 25th. We are so ahead of the game. But Robin, do you know what that means? Oh, it's our Halloween episode. Yes, it's the last episode that comes out before Halloween because the next episode we have comes out the day after Halloween. But this time, by the time this episode comes out, I will be a married woman. (gasps) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I remembered that. The whole reason we're (laughs) pre-recording. Was that your cane? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Zoe, congratulations. I the know. wedding was beautiful. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the vows, the dance, uh-huh. it went off without a hitch. I'm so happy for you and Kari. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, I'm so excited because like by the time this episode comes out, hopefully neither you nor I are thinking about haunted hospitality in like the upcoming <laughs> weekend i'm going to another per- a friend's wedding i'm going to go see and that's why we drink live and then i'm going to go to vegas like oh. that sounds wonderful it sounds like you're living your best life i'm simultaneously so excited and also having a constant anxiety attack for the wedding Yes, planning everything, making sure everything happens, making sure everything happens on time, just things like that. Okay, because from the outside, you, I can't tell because you were just so chill about <laughs> everything when I talked to you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know, what's it going to be? like? And, and, and you're just like, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to work out. And like, you're just, I'm... from the outside, you seem so on top of things. But like, like, you also seem like, you make it seem like there's no things. And I'm like, I know... 
I know you're getting married in a month. I know there has to be things you're working on with it, but you make it seem like there's absolutely nothing. Yeah. And you know what? And that's a compliment. Well, thank but like you. Also, are you okay? I am okay. Um, we, I, I'm letting my mom handle the whole like bridal brunch thing. I'm not even like, I don't even know if they've sent out invitations for that yet. You know, I know my mom asked me for emails, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to think about it. I'll let her handle it. Um, I know that we have to plan to do our florals, but I'm waiting on like one little thing to get into place to see like what I'm doing uh, an upcoming weekend um, just to see what if when I can try to plan it. And so I'm just letting that be until something comes in. I messaged the wedding venue and I'm like, hey, how should I pay you the rest of the money that I owe you? And then I didn't hear anything back. So I'm pretending like that's okay. So (laughs) that's fine, Zoe. We're good. Um, I did end up paying it the way I paid the deposit. And I'm hoping that's okay. But we're good. We're, we're, We're manifesting peace. And love. Yeah. And calmness. Everything is going to be great. Uh Uh-huh. No, like, actually. It's actually going to be really great. It's going to be great. Kari got his suit. um, Well, the suit top, the pants were out of order. So he had to go. He has to find new ones. And I'm afraid they won't match. But you know what? I'll let him handle it. I will let him handle it. This is fine. It's fine. fine. (laughs) Isn't it so weird that it's like, you're you found the person you love you're making this lifetime commitment and you have to plan an event that the people closest to you will judge for the rest of your life yes (laughs) it's the 25th congratulations (laughs) it's the 25th and i sent out emails for the invites because we're saving money wherever we can because i'm paying for the whole wedding and kari is paying for the honeymoon and that's just Mm -hmm. the way we decided to split it up and because Kari said, well, what I want to do is go to a courthouse. So this is kind of all me. <laughs> and we sent out the email invites and we said, please RSVP by the 30th so that we can give an accurate headcount to the caterer. And September 30th. September 30th. Yeah. 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 And um, I haven't heard back from like 30 people, which doesn't sound like a lot until you realize our entire guest list is 80 people. And so I'm trying not to panic, but I am worried that they didn't get the email. So actually starting this week, Kari and I are going to start like texting, calling and DMing all the people on our list and be like, hey, so you did get the invite, right? Just want to make sure you got it. (laughs) I think that's smart. Um, Also, I uh, I think like. If it helps at all, having my unsolicited opinion, I think 50 people for a wedding is great. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to be like crying, screaming, yelling, throwing up if like there's fewer people than 80 there. But Mm -hmm. I do want to make sure that it's not like three months after we get married, I'm talking to a family member and they're like, well, I never got my, I hope you had a great wedding. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I invited you. You just didn't see it. And so totally. I just want to avoid that. That. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. But anyway, Robin, do you have a something something for us? I do. So, OK, Zoe, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I planned your bachelorette party mm-hmm. and I just Which wanted was to come amazing, in Amazing, by the way. 
Yeah. I just wanted to come in here with my, I'm not actually suggesting you do this, okay. but I, I, I found a thing in Vegas where you are going in okay. the future. It's about our friend Zacky Zach. Zach Baggins. The Is haunted Zach museum. Baggins' house there? He's yeah, haunted yeah. museums there? Yeah. I didn't realize it was in Vegas. I thought it was in California. <gasps> yeah. Oh my it's God. Vegas. Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay, I am so happy that you're excited about this. Yes. So I, I don't have, like, a whole bunch to say, but I do, like, point out a couple things he has in there, and then I make fun of Zach Baggins' book in my, in my plan. Uh-huh. First off, I want you to know, it's actually called Zach Baggins's... Okay, this is confusing. His name ends with an S, and then in the name for the Haunted Museum, it's an S and then apostrophe and then nothing else. But if I say Zach Baggins, the Haunted Museum, it sounds like I'm saying Zach Baggins, colon, he is a haunted museum or <laughs> the haunted museum. So I don't know. But uh, he is a haunted museum, honestly, at this point, with all the places <laughs> he's been. He probably has so many ghosts. Because, I mean, in every other episode, he gets possessed, so. Possessed. Yes. Quotes around the word possessed in case y'all can't hear it. But, um, so okay, I'm telling you about Zach Baggins, possessive, the haunted museum. And the, I, he recently opened this, he did a lot of press about this. I don't follow Zach Baggins on Twitter, but somehow this ended up on my Twitter about him doing opening up the haunted museum. It is in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh-huh. and has haunted objects in an already haunted building. I, uh, it is I've, apparently... <laughs> I've heard so you much about so it. Excited. I've really? heard so much about it, but I thought it was in California, so I didn't... No. Like, I thought it was in Los Angeles, so I never even, like, thought that I could go see it, except for the fact that it, for the longest time I thought Vegas was in California, but we're not going to talk about that. But you have to sign waivers to get into this. It's a waiver say. If I get possessed, I'm not gonna yes. sue you. Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's um, the, okay, the building itself was built in 1938. It was a home. Did I write down whose home it was? No, no, I didn't. It was the home of a person. <laughs> it's 11,000 square feet. Members of the original family did die in there, so I guess that's where they're getting their, like, kind of haunted building that houses haunted possessions thing Mm -hmm. from people including our man zacky zack have seen a figure wearing a black cloak walking around there all Mm. spooky like very nice very nice and you know the house has a whole bunch of haunted objects and i don't know if you can call this one an object but it has a staircase from a house in indiana that is literally called the demon house oh because I guess they had a demonic case there. Fun fact, Zach Baggins actually bought the house in 2014, the demon house in Indiana, filmed a documentary in it. And then destroyed it. Yeah, what the heck? I read that and I was like, what? Why'd you do that? He demolished the house in 2016, but he took the staircase and put it in Zach Baggins' The Haunted Museum. (laughs) The house also has something called, and I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, the Dybbuk box. Yes, I love the Dybbuk box. I'm going to burst your bubble about the Dybbuk box. Oh, no. Do you want me to do that or do you want me to shut up? Mm, I already wrote it. I'm going to do it. No, go ahead. Burst about my bubble. 
So it is a wine cabinet that a man named Kevin Manis originally sold on eBay and it drew a lot of attention because of the backstory he said was associated with the box. He said there was a Divic possessing the box and that is a spirit in Jewish mythology that will potentially possess human bodies, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously people wanted to buy the box. Um, the story that came with it was eventually built into or inspired the 2020 tw- the 2012 wow that's way in the future <laughs> the 2012 horror movie called the possession which does star jeffrey dean morgan who yes played john winchester in supernatural oh. and one thing i put together in this research is that zach baggins i believe really wants to be dean winchester oh. like i really think that he wishes he was born in like a universe similar to supernatural that is more chaotic and paranormal than our own and i think he is emulating that i think he is creating his reality of trying to be dean winchester with zach baggins the haunted museum (laughs) Um, (laughs) anywho in 2021 which was last year kevin manis the guy who put this on ebay came forward and admitted that he made up everything up oh i'm sorry however the dybbuk box is there and Zach Baggins, the Haunted Museum website, does say it is considered one of the most haunted objects in the world. So, because it like see? <laughs> it like destroyed this man's warehouse. Like he was a furniture what? reseller, and like, it, it, like he had bad luck the moment he brought that thing into his house or his warehouse because he kept it in his office, and like the lights mm-hmm. would shatter, or at least that was his story. Okay, I think we should do a something spooky at some point about the Dybbuk box, um, because I actually didn't look into the backstory. I only saw, like, ah, it's fake. I'll put that in there. (laughs) But, Zoe, I do have an activity for you that you can do, especially now that Kari's paying for the Haunted Honeymoon. For $200 a piece, you can tour the museum at night. There's a max of 20 people per tour, and for an hour and a half, you have free reign over the museum. It's darkened, so you're using flashlights, and they have some paranormal equipment for you. So, let me just tell you, um, I took a screenshot of Zach Baggins, the Haunted Museum, (laughs) and I did send it to Kari. And Mm. he, within a minute, responded, that that might be one of those moments we will be separated. (laughs) Okay. So... If you're in Vegas around the first two weeks of November, hit me up. No, um, <laughs> I need a partner to go through this with. Yeah, well, I just I just wanted to let you know about Zach Baggins, the Haunted Museum. What our man Zachy Zach, Baggy Bag, is up to in... Uh-huh. That sounded bad. I don't like uh, that. <laughs> what our man Zach Zach is up to in vegas with his sunglasses indoors Indoors at night yelling at i'm sure a cloaked figure to push him down the stairs yes the haunted stairs from the demon house yes and i think um in some versions of the story at least it's called the house of 99 demons and apparently it had a portal to hell in the basement where there was like you're basically having the something spooky tell us all about (laughs) I, I think I'm thinking of the right house, but basically there was like a group, a Satan group that lived there previously and they would sacrifice animals and then leave the entrails into this like well hole in the basement. You know, I think the worst renters you could have. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. 
<laughs> if you're a person who rents out your house. Yeah. But okay, thank All you right. for letting me know that, Robin. Um, I oh. even if I have to go by myself, I think I will end up there. <gasps> Yay! You know, get your tickets while they last. <laughs> <laughs> I might not spring for the two hundred dollar overnight one because I do think I will chicken out. But <laughs> it's not overnight. It's at night. It's at been night. an hour and a half. Well, yeah, yeah, but still the same thing, basically. So, Zoe, do you have a story for us today? I do have a story for us today. So, this one, since this is our Halloween episode, our pre-Halloween episode, I decided to share a story that goes into one of my fears. (laughs) So, let me give you a little bit of backstory. I recently have developed a new fear, and it is all Kari's fault. (laughs) so right after Kari and I moved into this apartment together we were like kind of like trying to figure out okay we're around each other 24 7 what are we gonna do with each other now you know and because I mean before we were just dating in separate places and now we're literally living together what do we do and one of the Mm -hmm. things we started doing was we started watching these I know a lot of words are about to fly over your head because it has to deal with video games, but yes, there's this game called Five Nights at Freddy's, which you're aware of. It's a series, a game series you're not aware of. Okay, got it. It is is a game series. Um, I think there's seven or eight games and there's a book series with it. There was going to be a movie soon because it's a it's a indie game that just took off everybody loved it and it's a horror game but there's like a lot of kids who are obsessed with it too so a lot of the like story behind like the lore of the games is like hidden and you have to do puzzles and get special endings and pay attention to really small things to get the full story and because of that there's a lot of youtube videos online where people will like discuss their theories for what the story behind the game is. Because it's a game that you can pay attention to none of that and still play it perfectly fine. And so there is this YouTube channel. It's called Game Theory. And we watched the entire Five Nights at Freddy's Game Theory on it. Well, in the fifth or sixth game, I'm not sure which one, they introduce a character who is a person in a bunny suit. Like a mascot suit. And you know I'm afraid of mascots. Well... I didn't know that. Okay, I'm afraid of mascots. I don't like mascots. Disney World is terrible for me. And we started watching this and these bunny villains kept coming up. And they're creepy as all get out. And they do this like slow motion skipping towards the camera with these big red eyes. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't like this. So, of course, what Kari then does is find video games played by this other YouTuber called John Wolf, and he plays a bunch of video horror video games, and we watch a series of them that all have an evil man in a bunny costume. And Kari, I know. And so I ended up having nightmares about men in bunny costumes, and like I'm now terrified of like bunny costumes. Okay, like I can't. Easter is hellacious for me, so. <laughs> When I heard about this location, I was like, oh, look, a location that I can cover on the podcast that I refuse to go to. (laughs) Okay. So this is going to be our first ghosty thing where I refuse to go to the location to check it out. All right. 
Uh, lay it on me. We're going to visit the Bunny Man Bridge. Which does not sound horror, but it is. No. <laughs> so, so this is an urban legend in Fairfax, Virginia. It has a lot of variations, but they all take place in this small town. And so there is a real story. And then there is the local legend story that kind of is almost completely unrelated. But it started because of the real story that happened. And so I'm going to tell mm. you the real story. And then I'm going to tell you all the legends. And so the both types of stories include a man that's dressed like a bunny. And then the legend story all include this one single bridge. And I think most of the stories include a hatchet. It's like, it's, I, I really don't know how the legend started from the real story, but it did. So first let's go into the facts and then I'll get into the spooky story. So... The real stories supposedly happened 10 days apart in the town of Burke, Virginia in 1970. So on October 19th, 1970, there was an Air Force cadet named Robert Bennett and his fiance, who was not named. They were in their car and they were visiting relatives on a road called Guinea Road. And they were coming back from a football game around midnight and they had parked their car in a field. Very similar to your previous episode. Yeah. So they said that they were parked in the car in this field because his uncle was lived nearby and they were about to go visit him at midnight. But they were <laughs> in this car and they were a couple and they were in the car for a really long time together. So, I mean, I'm sure it was innocent, though. So, sure. <laughs> so they were there and... Then she noticed something moving outside in the rear window. And then I guess they didn't really do anything about it until the front passenger window shattered. And they looked out the window and there was a figure dressed in all white near the broken window. Robert promptly turned the car around and drove away as quickly as he could. But as he was kind of like doing the U.E., and getting out of there, they did hear the man yelling at them for trespassing, and he said that they he had their tag number. So he was dressed in all white. He had something on his head that was also white. And so they started driving to the police station, and Robert, as they were driving, looked down. He saw something shiny in the passenger seat, or on the ground, and the his fiance picked it up, and they realized it was a hatchet. So... <gasps> The man had, like, thrown a hatchet into the window and started yelling at them. Thank God it didn't get her. I know, right? Yeah. And so they got to the police. They told them, the police, their story. The story that circulated online is that he was wearing a bunny suit, like an outfit that made him look like a bunny, like what the Easter bunny would wear, that it was all white. And this is kind of where the legend starts because people are now afraid of a bunny man wielding a hatchet. And... Okay. <laughs> but sorry, yeah. I saw I mean reasonable still. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I saw this plaque of the hatchet that was in their car because it's displayed, I think, in the city hall, and it has a a little tag on it and it says our hair raising experience. Oh, uh -huh. bunnies. Okay. Bunny hair. hair. Yeah. yeah. But this said 1969 on the tag, and the story online says 1970. So I don't know which one's accurate. Unless it's like a news story. 
I'd say probably the 1969 one, just because mm-hmm. they were the the hatchet must have been part of records, right? And to me, that means that these two stories took a year apart, not ten days apart. So I don't know. Um, yeah, because okay. there's a second story I'm about to tell you that actually happened. But in that same photo, there it had a clipping, a newspaper clipping, where it was written by Paul Larson, and it was called "Bad." guy wore a white hood and in that article it talks about how robert told the police that the attacker was wearing bunny ears however the fiance said that she thought it was a man wearing a kkk hood okay okay i okay zoe when you were saying like he was wearing white like all white and then there was something white on top of his head like i knew that like okay objectively i'm no i'm gonna get a description of a bunny but like kkk was honestly my first thought yeah so i mean there was no mention of the couple's race in the articles so i don't know i just know people with kkk in the kkk have a lot of hatred in their hearts so that's probably why he was attacking a random couple he found in the field but I don't know. Okay, so one guy was saying it was bunny ears, and then she was saying it was a KKK. Yes, and I want to remind you that he was in the driver's seat, she was in the passenger seat, and the guy was next to her in the passenger's, like, yeah. next to the passenger side. So she probably got a better look at him. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm with her on this. hmm So the second story, however, took place October 29th, 1970. So this was either 10 days later or a year and 10 days later. There was a man named Paul Phillips. He was a security guard and he was stationed in this construction area. So there was new construction happening. And he saw a man on the porch of one of the houses under construction. And the man was wearing a white suit and bunny ears. He said it was a gray, black, and white bunny costume. And... Somehow, Paul, I don't, it's, in some stories, it seemed like he was just wearing the ears. In some stories, it looked like he had a full mask. He did approach the man, and the security guard, Paul, determined that the man was about 20 years old, 5'8", and 175 pounds. But I'm like, well, if he's wearing a full suit, how would you be able to determine that? But if he wasn't wearing a full suit, wouldn't you be able to describe his face a little bit more? So I was just like, huh? So the man was oh, on the porch. Oh, when you say suit, you mean a bunny suit. Like a bunny suit. Okay, I was picturing a very dapperly dressed gentleman <laughs> um, that happened to be wearing bunny ears. <laughs> no, no, okay, no. Okay, this is making a lot more sense now. I was like, what kind of, like, twisted? I don't know. Somehow it's like less weird for him to actually be wearing a bunny suit than for the white <laughs> ears okay okay thank you okay okay well this man doesn't seem well he was standing on the porch of a un- like a still under construction house and he had a hatchet <gasps> and he was chopping at the porch post and he said you are trespassing if you come any closer i'll chop off your head and then the man just, like, ran away into the woods. Okay, so I'm going back and now I'm saying maybe it was a bunny the first time. I don't know. What? Mm-hmm. That, and that actually happened? That's not, like, the story, the town? Wow. Okay. Like, there are newspaper records of Paul Larson. Um, Sorry, not Paul Larson. Paul Phillips reporting this. 
could he have made it up? Maybe. Yeah, but why but would it's he? Not like th- th- what I meant is like this isn't like the urban legend that built up around this case. It's like no, this is actually right. Okay. The police did look into both incidences, but they weren't able to find anything. And since nobody actually got hurt, I don't think they devoted much resources to it. The cases were eventually closed for lack of evidence. However, in the weeks following, more than 50 people called the police to report a bunny man. And they said, like, he was doing various things, like either just like staring at them while holding a hatchet while they were in their car or like walking on their property. But the police investigated these and felt like they were false. I just don't know why they determined them to be false. Anywhere from zero to 50 of these could have been true. Okay, you know what this is making me think of? The clowns. The clowns. The clowns. Okay, as long as we establish that we both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so far there's no mention of a bridge. This is called the Bunny Man Bridge. Let me bring you to the bridge, okay? So, this bridge is called the Colchester Overpass. And it was built in 1906. Okay, Mm -hmm. just keep that number in mind. Now I'm going to tell you. The legend. And there are many, many variations of this. So I kind of just like smushed them all into one variation. And then I'll tell you a couple that I couldn't fit into this one telling because so in this one, I put all the ones that don't conflict with each other and then I'll have the conflictions at the end. Okay. so the legend starts in 1904, where convicts escaped from an asylum when a bus they were riding to be transferred to a prison was flipped over. Many made it out, but some died. Some just waited at the bus because they didn't want to get in more trouble. And there were two that decided to try to escape. Their names were Marcus Walster and Douglas Griffin. And the police were not able to track them. They were able to find everybody else, get them to the prison. Everything was fine. But for these two specific ones, they made it into the woods and started surviving in the woods. In the weeks and months after their escape, as the police searched the woods, they would find, and I'm sorry, there's going to be the death of rabbits. They find the dead bodies of rabbits eaten raw, hanging from the trees by their own intestines. Then, to take it farther... They found the bodies of the rabbits hanging from the bridge that the bus flipped near, as if to say, we're still out here and you can't catch us. This terrified the locals and increased police presence, until one day they found Marcus hanging from the bridge, also hanging from his own intestines. One source did say that they found a note on his foot that read, you'll never find me no matter how hard you try signed the bunny man they finally found the other escapee douglas the one who had been doing the most damage to the local rabbit life and they chased him down he was covered in blood and wearing the furs of many rabbits that he had sloppily sewn together during the pursuit he ran out onto the tracks and then he was hit by a train killing him instantly but why was douglas in the asylum in the first place well supposedly He was being moved to the newly built Lorton prison. He had brutally killed his parents with an axe on Easter morning when he was 12. 
and he was in the asylum ever since. Now, if you go to the Bunny Man Bridge around Halloween, you just might see something lurking in the woods watching you. So that's legend. Okay. If you are a sharp-eared listener, you heard that the story took place in 1904, after I just told you that the bridge was built in 1906. (laughs) (laughs) And the Lorton prison that the prisoners were being transported to, yeah, that was built in 1910. I don't know what you're saying, Zoe. All of this adds up to me. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. So, the story was also not recorded anywhere until after the 1970 sightings of this bunny man. So... Researchers believe that maybe, maybe, just maybe, they're completely fictional. It's possible. I mean, you don't, <laughs> you, 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 you don't know, you know? But I do tell you, like, that was the, the, the image of the eaten bunnies hanging mm-hmm. from the... That, that, was, that was disturbing. It's that very disturbing. disturbing. Yeah. So another version is that... It was near a train station and only one patient escaped. He lived near the train tracks in the woods and he would eat and mutilate the woodland animals. And then one day he found a bunny suit, I guess, wore it, killed two children and then hung them on the bridge with their entrails. Another version says that he was a homeless person dressed as a bunny who killed children if they were playing on the bridge because he didn't like that they were trespassing. Another version is that a bus full of kids was stalled out either on the bridge or under the bridge and they were killed by the bunny man and their bodies were found inside out. Oh my God. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like if an entire school bus of children were brutally murdered, that would have made the news. Yeah, I, I, like. I, I think so. <laughs> so there are more stories of other spooky things that happened throughout the years. There's a story that supposedly took place in 1905, still before the bridge was built, that three teenagers were killed on Halloween night. They had gone missing when they were supposed to be walking to a friend's house and the police were using bloodhounds to look for them. The dogs led them to the bridge, and hanging from the bridge were the three teens disemboweled and hanging from their own entrails. The story seems really hung up on that part. Hung up, huh? Yeah, I heard it as I said it. <laughs> <laughs> so another story supposedly took place in 1976, which I find very interesting that they skipped to 1976, because that's after the legend had already started. And I'm like, ooh, maybe they were like trying to... Be like, oh, it still happens today. Here come a real story that really happened. (laughs) So four teens were hanging out. It was a Halloween double date. The boys wanted to show off in front of their girlfriends. So they drove under the bridge right before midnight. They dragged the girls out of the car, teasing them that the ghost of the bunny man was going to get them. Which to me sounds like you need to dump him, sis. (laughs) One girl did end up running away and she ran back to the road. And of course, she ran away right as the clock struck midnight in a Cinderella moment. And there was a bright flash of light under the bridge and she turned around to see it. And when the light dissipated, she saw her friend's mutilated bodies hanging from the bridge and a bloody axe in the windshield. Okay, it's 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 amazing the things that happen like just at midnight. Right. Yeah. And like the flash of light. It's just a great coincidence. Yeah. 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 I I love that. 
<laughs> love when that happens in real life. Yeah, totally. 100% real. So people will now gather there on Halloween, but they make sure to disperse before midnight because otherwise they'll suffer the same fate. Okay, well, um, good for them for... How, that's, that's a reasonable time to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at Halloween night, I understand staying out a little bit late. And I would understand the draw for local kids to go out there. And mm-hmm. because, I mean, honestly, if I was a little bit more adventurous as a teenager and I didn't have as strict of a mother, I probably would have done this stupid crap, too. Oh, yeah, sure. I really wish that there was like some local legend. Mm hmm. That we really could have explored. I really wish to. But I also know I probably would have been like, hey, mom, can I go out with friends after midnight? And she'd be like, are you dead? Like, are you do you have a fever? Yeah. Do you think I'm ever going to say yes to that? That wouldn't have happened. I remember there was one time we it was after school. It was like just after school. And we were like, oh, hey, let's go get frozen yogurt. And like. You asked your mom, totally thinking it wouldn't be able to happen. And then she said yes. And like the the, the shock and awe that we all had. <laughs> we were so happy. And I, anyway. Yeah. We were just so happy you could come with us. I know. I wasn't allowed to go anywhere without a parent until I went to college. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You, 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 you survived. So she did something right about that. I, I did survive. <laughs> you know, you did survive. And I ended up not doing illegal drugs or drinking until I was 21. So... She off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I only have crippling anxiety now. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go to grocery shop by myself, but it's okay. Uh... <laughs> Love you, Becky. <laughs> she doesn't listen anymore. It's okay. okay. She stopped listening in episode fifteen. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. She didn't like hearing me curse. Uh... <laughs> you you really toned that down though. I thought. You toned it down because of her. In the first couple episodes, I was just like, yeah, let's drop the F-bomb. And then I was like, let's not. Let's not. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I try not to now. Except Mm -hmm. when it just comes out, which has happened at times. It has happened, yeah. Uh, But anyway, um, da-da-da-da-da. So none of these stories have really any real merit to them, as we have discussed. (laughs) They really just fill up the time between the original Bunny Man and the actual incidents, like the 1970s incidents. Mm-hmm. So it's it just like it's just fodder for the new generation to tell. There were three murders in the area, like actual murders that some people try to say that it was the Bunny Man. But I mean, none of them really happened around the bridge or really followed what the bunny man's story was there was the green forest nudist colonies murders of february 1949 but that ended up being a situation where a father killed his wife and child and then buried them in unmarked graves and then just like hid in the woods for a while after that and that actually happened yeah that actually happened there was the ridgeway murders in 1927 where, again, a man murdered his wife and daughter. And I guess, like, people were trying to say, like, oh, the bunny man spirit possessed him. I don't know. But to me, like, that's an actual murder. Please don't be disrespectful like that. Yeah, for sure. And then there's the unsolved murder of this girl named Eva Roy in Burke, which is the town that the original bunny man, like, the real things happened. She was 14 
and she was found strangled and tied to a tree. And they were never able to figure out who did it, why, anything like that. Okay. So people are... Yeah, yeah. And people, again, were trying to say because she was found in the woods. It's the bunny man. But... Yeah, trying to, like, link everything back. I mean, honestly, the two incidences that, like, we know either happened or very well lied about right. um, are scary enough. Yeah. Like, there's some... Ins- First of all, there's a potentially KKK member in the field axing people. Like That's the scariest. <laughs> That's the scariest, like, option of them all, you know? Like, like, he literally threw a hatchet into their car. Yeah. Like, that's terrifying. That is. That is. And, like, another man, or maybe the same man, I don't know, literally threatening to chop off the head of somebody while just sitting there going at a pole? Like, that's terrifying. Yeah. He's not well in the head. No, no. I, I'm i freaked out, like, by both those... And, I mean, it's probably, like, you know, like, when I, I'm because they're true, but I'm adequately scared by both of those stories. Yeah. I don't know why you need to kind of, like, not you... But in general, <laughs> generally you need to kind of like go in and like attribute it to like every right. kind of bad thing that's happened. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. And like I said, tying actual real deaths to this just yeah. feels icky. It does. But the story continues to this day where older siblings will tell younger siblings, older students will tell younger students. Everybody says, be wary around Halloween because they will see the bunny man with a hatchet and he's going to hang them from the bridge. So, Zoe, are you not going to the bridge or are you just not going to Fairfax, Virginia? (laughs) Oh, I'll go to Fairfax. I'm just not going to the bridge. Okay, but you know, like the bridge doesn't have anything to do with it. I know, but still, um, so there are humans out there who probably think it would be funny to dress up in a bunny suit and wield a hatchet and scare I like how you called them humans rather than people. Like, there are humans out there. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to what? Um, yeah, yeah. I understand that. I think, I think I would go on the bridge. Like, I don't think I would be there at night. I think that'd be kind of creepy. But I might just pop by with an iced coffee. Well, Robin, some people say that if you go under the bridge at exactly midnight, either on Halloween or not, it depends on who's telling the story. Of course it does. And you say bunny man three times. His ghost will appear in the white bunny suit dressed with blood, holding an axe and saying he hates trespassers. And supposedly the next morning, the police will find your body hanging from either the bridge or a tree, depends on who you ask, um, the next morning. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I thank you for relaying that. I I won't go at midnight. Um, I won't say that. Why do people love saying things three times? Three times. Yeah. Because it's like the whole Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary thing. Shut up, Zoe. Shut up. (laughs) And the, what was it? Bitch, I've got your baby. Bitch, I've got your baby. Bitch, I've got your baby. (laughs) But to be fair, we are compliant, I guess, in this. I don't know what word I'm looking for complicit? here. Because, complicit, thank you. Uh, because of our Halloween episode last year that we don't have time to do anything oh, fun for. Yeah. Where it was, I feel strong three times. Oh my gosh, that was like, 
so fun to so do. great <laughs> and i it sucks because i have oh i had a great idea and i wrote it down i have and a, you told me about it no 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 no. i had another idea on top oh. of that i'm just like coming up with so many halloween special ideas but like we don't have a how we're not having a halloween special this time this this no. year there's just too much to record. I'm getting married. That's your special. <laughs> yeah. I'll like record under the table a very poor audio of like your wedding and I'll be narrating and be like, she got married. There's been no buddy man sighting yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am live broadcasting it, but like by the time this episode comes out, I'll be married already. So it's pointless to say it in this episode. But I, it is going to be live broadcasted for family members. But That's nice. Yeah. So you don't have to record under your table. Uh, <laughs> not if I don't want to. <laughs> for visiting the Bunny Man Bridge, there is a little bit ambiguous on who owns the bridge, the land, the general vicinity. So... If you do want to go visit, be prepared for a wait, because I think it was in 2018, there was a 14 hour traffic jam because it is a the bridge is a single lane road underneath it and it leads to a dead end. So people were like lining up before the sun had even set to drive under the bridge and then they would go through the bridge and then realize that they would have to literally turn around. <laughs> and only one person can be under the bridge at a time. And in the days, so now in the days leading up or moving away from Halloween, the police will actually be there and they will f- they will fine you $250 for trespassing if you stop under the bridge. So I'm an idiot and uh-huh. I pictured the bridge being over water oh no it's it's a train bridge over a road that makes yeah i i should have gotten that my brain just kind of processes images how it wants to (laughs) but now it has a road in there so okay everybody yeah um, do do if you're do do your research before you go to find out if you should go yeah that's my um, don't linger there i guess because the police will find you they make a lot of money on Halloween. I'm kidding. I don't know that. <laughs> but if you go during the daytime, it literally just looks like a crappy tunnel littered with graffiti. Yeah. And if you go at night, it does look a little creepy, but I feel like any wooded road at night looks creepy. There is, however, Robin, a company called Bunny Man Brewing that is really close. They're on that Guinea road that the couple had the hatchet thrown in their car. So they're on that road and they do have a cardboard figure of a man in a bunny suit hiding in the woods. So if you're there at night and you look out, you can see like his silhouette because I think they have it softly illuminated too. Brilliant. And they serve a variety of beers, sours and hard seltzers, including one called the Bunny Man Begins Peanut Butter Milk Stout. (laughs) Do they have... Did you say they have ciders? Yes. Oh, no. Seltzers. Mm, okay. Yeah. There is, there is also a 2011 slasher film called Bunny Man, and it brings the legend to life. It's, like I said, slasher, so it's like a C-rated or B-rated movie. 
where it's mm-hmm. like a b- bunch of teens in the woods. They get killed one by one. There's a final go- girl. We've covered this trope. <laughs> no, I am not going to be watching it for the Patreon. Just letting you know. <laughs> I wouldn't really want to watch it either, I think. <laughs> like, I, yes. I don't have the fear, but I don't necessarily want to. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, Robin, but- that is our episode on The Bunny Man. Thank you for sharing. That was um, a very interesting ride. The Bunny Man. Now I want to go to that Bunny Man Brewing. I do. I kind of do, too, because, I mean, like, obviously, I don't think that the only things they have are those. And it was really funny because I was on their website and they were like, it was like, what time do you open? Uh, About this time. Are kids allowed? Well-behaved kids are allowed. And it was just like the answers weren't like yes or no. They were all like, I get that. There are some places like that. I, I, what frustrates me are places like that have like a kitchen that like closes at a certain time that like, but it's, it's before you're like necessarily the drinks are done, but it's like, when does your kitchen close? It's like, well, when people leave, I'm like, but if I'm planning something, are people going to be gone by that point? Yeah. Anywho. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Zoe. And uh, for facing your fears in this very brave way. I am. Um, I hope everyone has a happy Halloween. Yeah, everybody have a happy Halloween. Spooky, you know? Uh, (laughs) That's my Halloween insight. Spooky, you know? (laughs) Spooky. Okay, so everyone, if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, subscribe, review, tell a friend subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash haunted hospitality. We hope to see you there for just $3 a month. Yes. Yeah, for just $3 a month, you get a new episode from us. Yes, and it comes out on the 13th because we're spooky. If you want to see my sources, you can head over to hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. If you have your own spooky story, maybe you've seen The Bunny Man yourself or something similar, you can head over to haunted or you can write to us at hauntedhospitalitypodcast at gmail.com or you can slide into our DMs. Yes, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Haunted Hospitality. We are also on Twitter at Haunted Host. We hope to see you there. Stay Stay spooky. spooky.